Good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 6.05, a little bit of a late start, and a toasty 89 degrees on this fine Tuesday, March 26th here Eight, in Tucson, Arizona. 89 degrees? Yep. Diet! <laughs> 20 degrees I'm, too hot. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. Uh, it's still a beautiful Tuesday, March 26th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio and to all those listening online at camp.arizona.edu as well as any of our podcasting platforms. I am your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Good afternoon, Wildcats. we got a lot to dive into this uh, fine evening. whole lot of NCAA March madness, some NFL football, as well as some NBA talk. And, of course, we're going to talk about our fantastic U of A Wildcats. So with that being said, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in, Eric. And I would like to point out uh, we have an intern in the room. Cole is in the studio here at camp with us. He's uh, learning how to – yeah, introduce yourself, Cole. Hey, guys. I'm Cole Dillo, and I'm a majoring in journalism here at the U of A, and I'm trying to learn some more about what's going on here at camp. Heck yeah. Uh, love to love to hear that, Cole. Thank you for joining us. He'll be chipping in on some of our uh, segments and whatnot. If you would like to chip in, call in uh, here at the studio. Our number is 520-621-5806. If you want to debate with us, if you have any disagreements, if you whatever. Also, our call-in question of the day um, is, what is your all-time favorite Gronk moment? Rob Gronkowski, U of A alum, just retired. Uh, from the NFL, and so we want to know what your all-time favorite uh, Gronk moment, whether it was at the U of A, um, uh, at New England, or somewhere off the field. Uh, call in, let us know. The number again is 520-621-5806. So that'll be the first topic we'll, we'll dive into, um, guys, and the, the we'll answer that question fully at the end of the show. Um, but Rob Gronkowski, uh, had an eight-year career in the NFL, had 521 receptions, 7,861 receiving yards, and 79 receiving touchdowns. Eric, I want to hear your initial reactions to uh, Gronk's retirement. Initial reaction, uh, I think, was the right time. You know, he, he did all he could do. Uh, he's going out as arguably the most dominant tight end. I'd say just because of longevity, Tony Gonzalez is still the greatest tight end of all time. But I think Gronk overtook Antonio Gates for okay. second. Yeah. So I would say top three tight ends, um, Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Gates, in that order. Um, and it's just a it's a sad day, but I, uh, a, a quote that I always remember is, uh, never be the last one to leave the party. Okay. Um, and so Gronk kind of getting out while the iron is hot, you know, if he overstayed his welcome, you know, maybe had to bounce around a few other teams after the Patriots just to, like, sort of play a little bit more, kind of, tarnishes the legacy a little bit. Like, Shaq probably should have retired uh, as, like, a member of the Heat instead of bouncing to the Suns, to the Celtics, to the Cavs, like, you know, really just being, you know, kind of a scrub. Mm -hmm. So I'm good on Gronk. He definitely could have played two, maybe three more seasons, but I think getting out now is the right time. Maybe um, he'll save some brain cells. Mm -hmm. So all in all, it'll be good. (laughs) Will Smith won't have to confront him. It'll be good. Yeah, I I agree with you, but the – all right, I actually don't agree with you, Eric. I have I have a little bit of a hot take here. Oh my goodness! Uh, Ro- Rob Gronkowski is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Yeah. Favorite, but also Willie Tui Thomas is one of my favorite this athletes of all time. And some, I, it, it's weird to me that people think Rob Gronkowski is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And I'm biased towards loving him. Yeah. And I 
for some reason, like, I, obviously he was lucky enough to land with the Patriots. Yeah, oh, with, Tom like, Brady. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, uh, I what's who's that guy? I, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I was about to make a point about it. The Eagles, <coughs> Selleck? Brent Selleck? Brent Selleck. I feel like he could have been, like, a Brent Selleck. Like, oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. or like Brent Selleck is a, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. He was huge. He could catch almost every ball yeah. you threw at him. He just didn't have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You know, obviously, all credit to Rob Gronkowski. He's done some great things. Uh, you know, probably one of the best receivers that uh, Tom Brady's had the pleasure of uh, playing with. But it, I think he got lucky winning those those rings well, with New England. Allow me to counter your counter. Okay. So Tom Brady has six rings. Yes. Rob Gronkowski has three rings. Mm -hmm. So, by my quick math, Rob Gronkowski has half the rings that Tom Brady has. He does. Okay. Tom Brady was in the league 11 years before Rob Gronkowski got there. Yeah. That's a pretty good career for a quarterback, 11 mm -hmm. years in the NFL. Like, most people would say three Super Bowl rings. Most people would call that a good career. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski got there. People are like, oh, Tom Brady, you know, maybe he's going downhill. Mm-hmm. The man just kept winning with this guy. Three more rings, arguably more productive in his 11 through 20 seasons and yeah. his 1 through 10. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. I would, and I would credit that. The one constant, Wes Welker, in and out. Danny Amendola, in and out. There was no Randy Moss. Um, Julian Edelman didn't get there till later. I would credit Tom Brady's second-half career success all to Rob Gronkowski. There's your hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a, that's a good argument, Eric, and I I see that, but I don't know. I I I my thoughts went into another sport, basketball. Mario Chambers has, uh, yeah, Mario Chambers has like Chalmers. Why are you putting a B in there? Is it just Chalmers? It's I don't just know. Chalmers. Mario yeah. Chalmers. I'm pretty sure there's a B. There's no B. No B. Okay. Well, Mario Chalmers has like uh, two or three rings or whatever he has because like two, yeah. because of Le LeBron James, and he was a starter, starting point guard for those NBA Finals. He scored. Um, hundreds of points for that Miami Heat team. You know, he had hundreds of assists for that Miami. I don't need to, you know, yeah. even know that to like know that he contributed to those uh, finals. And I'd say that he got lucky uh, w with being on LeBron's team. And I, you know, and I love Rob Gronkowski. I don't want to say that Rob Gronkowski is the Mario Chalmers yeah. of uh, the NFL, but I'm just saying you can win. Uh, rings based on the situation you were put in rather than how good of a player you actually Rob, are. But, like, <clears throat> to your Brent Selleck argument, like, just looking, Rob Gronkowski was, like, a different breed, right? And, like, let's let's not to dishonor the dead, but the guy was a, a murderer. Let's take Aaron Hernandez. Let's switch him up. Let's switch roles. Yeah. Let's, let's switch roles. Let's say Rob Gronkowski was a, a gruesome murderer and mm -hmm. unfortunately killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez would not. Tom Brady would not have had the same success with Aaron Hernandez. I okay. I I would kind of argue. I I don't want to like defend Aaron Hernandez <laughs> I, I got, right I now. Yeah, you just, this was just a big. This was just a big. Defend boy. Aaron Hernandez. You, you know Chad. what? You know what? Um, I I'm not gonna defend Aaron Hernandez. Is an awful person. What's your I, opinion on Bill Cosby and OJ Simpson <laughs> while you, we're at it? Well, you you should give your opinion on Bill Cosby. I know your opinion, and that's gonna get you fired later on in life when they discover this podcast. Uh, but either way, I'd say I remember Aaron Hernandez was like absolute. He was like a god on the field. On the field, he was a great. Off the field, he was. Oh the yeah, devil. but we're gonna stick on the field okay. here. Aaron Hernandez was a great tight end. I remember it was like up in the air 
or whether um, you know it would be Gronkowski or Hernandez mm-hmm. playing because the, he was a, a great um, tight end as well until uh, things sidetracked him. <laughs> um, so I, I I'd say that doesn't help your argument, Eric. And you know switch them out and you know put. You know, that's the thing. Gronkowski hasn't proved anything. He has two clutch moments in Super Bowls, the last one and then the one when they beat the Seahawks the second time. Yeah, so he has a couple moments in big games, but it's like— Well, what do you uh, mean? That? Like, that's how we define greatness is how well you play in the, in the game, the Super Bowl. I guess so, but like I, I the, all I'm saying is I I don't think I think Rob Gronkowski is a little bit overrated. I'm just surprised and we're all, having this all, argument. And all is it, well because you know, like def- uh, me defending Rob Gronkowski, you would be like uh, Kim Kardashian <laughs> saying she's against plastic surgery. <laughs> like it just it doesn't like I would assume you're the biggest well, Gronk fan. And I also I kind of think the ceiling for um, NFL tight ends are just a little bit low. Uh, uh, just overall, if if. You know, it's just Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Gates up there. Like, you know, it's not like quarterbacks where there's these, like, greats. I think tight ends are just a little bit, um, you know, pushed to the side and, you know, not the, you know, most, uh, you know, loved position or any anything like that. So maybe that's a little bit more what I'm getting. Dang, but. I'm just surprised, like. Bowl cut Brody would not. We would not be having this argument. I'm so shook right now. I know. I I'm a little. Yeah, but you changed, bro. You changed. I know, and we'll get into um, more on um, Gronk later. Uh, Remember, everybody, our question of the day is: What is your all-time favorite Gronk moment? So call in at five two zero six two one five eight zero six, and Cole, Eric, and I will all reveal our favorite Gronk moments um, uh, at the end of the show. So. Anyways, uh, more NFL news, even though the, the season's over and whatever. Uh, the season opener for the 100th NFL season next year will be between the Bears and the Packers because that's like the classic like first-ever matchup. Um, I, I, there, there was just some conspiracy out yeah, there, whether, whether uh, you know, Roger Goodell with the whole – his like beef with the Patriots and stuff. I, I personally don't – I, I don't think that's what it's about, you know, but yeah. it, it's kind of fun to, like, say, like, yeah, Roger Goodell um, hates Tom Brady. He hates the Patriots. Uh, Robert Kraft is now in all types yeah. of um, shenanigans. Co- shenanigans. He's in a big old snafu himself. Yeah, he is. You know, get that out of the, the highlights and bring back this historic uh, matchup. Do you have any thoughts on it, Eric? Brody? I don't give a hoop about this. <laughs> okay. I know it's traditional that the winner of the Super Bowl plays in the opener, but I do not give zero crap. Okay. Like, at all. Like, I have anti-crap to give. Okay. Like, I got it removed from my body. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's literally a non-factor. It's the 100 season. Yeah. Uh, Packers, Bears, the most, like, historic franchises we have left. Um yeah, why not? Okay. But what, just one last question on Rob Gronkowski. I know we kind of moved on. Put Rob Gronkowski on the Jacksonville Jaguars his entire career. Is he just as good um, now? Is he a top three tight end of all time? I think with quarterbacks, with, like, who's his quarterback? Just like, I don't know, like Blake Bortles and who was the guy before him? Blake Bortles? Like, oh, uh, I see. Uh, the guy from the Washington. <coughs> well, that, Cody Kessler for a second. Oh, yeah, Cody Kessler Cody, for okay. a second. Well, that's unfair to say to any receiver or skill position. Take him off a team with a great quarterback. Like, um, I think that that'll affect it. Like, Jerry Rice without Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Like, of course he's not going to be as good. So, I mean, um, I don't know. There's There's many instances and stories where it's like, you know, you just get blessed with these things, and you whoever makes the most out of it makes the most out of it. Mm-hmm. So whatever the cards you're dealt, you got to play the best hand. 
Okay. All right. That was my last question on that. Um, but anyways. Seemed uh, like a leading question. Uh, well, I should have objected. <laughs> well, anyways, Eric, uh, I think. Oh, is it already that time? Is it? Yeah, I think yeah, it's already that time. Why not? It's, it's, time. Time. Not? Why it's not? already that time. I've got holes. I've got holes. In different area codes. Area, area codes. All right, this is Area Codes, the segment here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show where Eric and I and now Cole, our intern today, uh, will be highlighting a certain area code from around the country or world or wherever um, and, you know, just give our uh, a little sports blip, a little um, story on why uh, we chose that area code. Uh, a dingleberry of information. A little dingleberry <laughs> of information, however you want to put it. Um, Eric, why don't you start us off? I will, I will get the ball rolling here, so to speak, Brody. I'm going to shout out... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, folks. The allergies are on one uh, this fine spring evening. Um, shout out to the 407, the area code of Orlando, Florida, home of University of Central Florida, UCF, and the giant man in the middle, Taco Fall. Uh, they gave Duke the number one seed with Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett quite a run for their money in the March Madness tournament in the round of 32. It was a great, great college basketball game. Some could say Duke got, as all great, number one seeds. Duke got a little officiating help, um, as well as UCF maybe not getting some of that help. But basically it boiled down to UCL, UCF having some poor ball management. Uh, to go up six, um, They instead of taking a nice easy layup or trying to draw a foul, they tried to go show time and throw a lob. It didn't work. Um, Duke was able to turn around, get it, hit a three, and instead of going up by six, UCF is only up by one. So making it difficult, and then from there, Duke played the foul game, got a lucky bounce off of Zion Williamson, missed free throw. But all that culminated in Duke being up one with like two seconds left, three seconds left. And UCF had the easiest tip-in I have ever seen to win over the number one seed. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't their night and just rolled out. But nonetheless, huge shout-out to UCF, almost taking down Duke, and uh, what a game. What a game. Um, now we will, and we will get into more March Madness uh, later in the show, but we will now uh, turn the segment over to our very own intern, Cole Dillow. Cole, what is your uh, area code? Uh, well, baseball season's right around the corner now. It starts in two days. So we'll take it to the 619 for San Diego. There's a lot of hype behind the Machado signing. They got, they sold a lot of tickets for opening day, which is exciting for San Diego because that's their last sport franchise there so they gotta hype it up somehow and their number two overall prospect Fernando Tatis is gonna start the year with the major league club which a lot of teams don't do nowadays anymore they wait so they can have more control but they the Padres seem to have some interest to try to kind of win now all right there you go Cole who would have thought anyone would ever say that the Padres are trying to win now would have ever thought i i because they've like never been good no like, ever like even tony gwynn was like barely carrying him to the playoffs yeah no exactly all right well uh thank you for that cole my area code um today guys is the 541 that's the corvallis area code oregon state is where the arizona wildcats softball team traveled to this past weekend and Alyssa denim the number two pitcher last year for um, the Wildcats behind Taylor McQuillan. This year it's been a little bit of a battle. And Alyssa Denham, she's had a couple rough outings. Um, and Gina Snyder, the native Tucsonan senior this year, has been battling for that second spot. 
as well. No one really knows quite. And, you know, it's a good problem to have yeah. for um, uh, a strong co- rotation yeah, is co- never a bad problem. Yeah, Coach Candrea and, and that team because, you know, you, and especially when postseason comes around, it's going to be a great problem to have so many uh, great pitchers. Uh, but Alyssa Denham went out in the finale game against Oregon State on her 21st birthday. Oh, my goodness. The Corvallis and nightclub must have been popping it, off. It must have been popping off, and she threw a no-hitter um, against uh, the Oregon State Beavers uh, through seven innings pitched. So, I don't know. You love to see that. I feel like sometimes we don't give a, enough love to um, Arizona uh, uh, softball on here. So, Alyssa, Alyssa Denham, she was also named Pac-12 Player of the Week oh, um, th- this past week. So, um, yeah, I think Arizona is now off, like, eight wins in a row um, or, or something like that after losing once to the um, – <laughs> or losing to the uh, Florida State uh, Seminoles, number one ranked um, in the country a while ago. So they're opening up Pac-12 play hot. They've got a three-game series uh, starting this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at home against the ASU Sun Devils. I'm sure it'll be a sold-out crowd at um, those games, as it has been basically all season since the games have really started ramping up. Uh, so, yeah, 541, that's my area code. Highlight of the softball team. We'll uh, move on. Uh, to some more Arizona uh, news here. Women's basketball is in the NIT this, the WNIT this season. Uh, didn't quite make the um, NCAA tournament, but they made a postseason, you know, better than the men's team could do. They made a uh, postseason tournament, uh, the WNIT, and they've won their first two games in the round of 64 and the round of 32. They don't call it the Sweet 16. I don't know if the NCAA tournament has that, like, trademarked or. Uh, something That's like that. Wacky. Yeah, but they call it the round of 16, basically the WNIT uh, Sweet 16. They already beat Idaho State in the first round. They went on to beat Pacific. They absolutely romped on Pacific. Robbie Leonio and I were there um, on Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. It was a great game. Ari McDonald was WNBA bound. She's an absolute rock star out there for the Wildcats. And now they're, they already beat Idaho State in the first round. Now they're playing Idaho in the round of 16. It'll be a great game. Idaho from the Big Sky Conference. They're familiar with coming to Arizona. NAU is in that conference and whatnot. So uh, we'll look uh, look forward. It's kind of weird. They don't really do seeds yeah, in the I'm W. Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, no, they don't have w- WNIT like seeds. It's just kind of like you know who's like kind of better, like has a better record yeah. and stuff like that. So that, de- like, or I don't know, Idaho has a better record than Arizona, but since like I guess we're in the Pac-12 and stuff, they're traveling here to mm. play. And we might, depending on who makes it, uh, however far, Arizona might host the WNIT championship game uh, in Tucson. This bracket is weird looking, too, because, yeah. like, look, you go here, and then you have to go up here, and then uh, yeah, no. the WNIT needs to get with the marketing department because their bracket is wonky. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a little weird, but... Um, Eric, do you have anything to say on the women's basketball team? You know what I think, you know, uh, and I'm, I will admit, you know, sometimes women's basketball is not taken the most seriously. No, it's not. And that's a darn shame. It is. That's a crying shame. You hate to see that. You hate to see it. It's, it's, a, it's a travesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so respect U of A basketball. Go out, support students. We got nothing else going on. You can't afford an Uber to High Corbett, so you might as well get your butt over to McHale. Uh, and, you know, some certain ASUA organizations that claim to be uh, student – uh, athletic involved Zona Zoo crew Are not showing up And it's a gosh darn shame <laughs> A gosh darn shame Brody <laughs> But you know who is going to be there Who? Enforce Who? On Thursday night Tell me 
We'll be out there in white shirts and blue crisp ties. Arizona Legions catches out there at the women's NIT game supporting on our female Wildcats. Heck yeah, we, we will be out there. And they're honestly very exciting games. And um, I've got to be honest with you, Eric, the atmosphere at the last game against Pacific, it was it was obviously not you say football. it was electric? It was electric. It was a, it, it reminded me, um, it gave me some nostalgia. We oh. talked about that, those like old U of A like men's games where yeah. it was like sold out no matter what and the crowd was like super into it. They weren't like super old yet or anything yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. It literally reminded people when a, when a bad call was made. It, you know, people were like we're, absolutely we're going it, in. It, it, I, I had the like broadcasting headphones on, and I just like heard the intensity like through um, that. It was just a great, you know, when a, whenever a three went in, the crowd went wild. It was honestly a great atmosphere. I have yeah. no reason to like sell the women's yeah. basketball team, but um, head coach Adia Barnes at the um, post game press conference, she kind of roasted the student section. You know, people hey. are not showing up. There were a few members of Zona Zoo crew, but. Um, is it Adia? I don't think it's like it's like it's like Madia, but Adia. So uh, everyone's always said Adia. Okay, then that's probably. I don't right. know. I'm I'm probably wrong. I'm always wrong with yeah. pronunciations. But anyways, uh, Twitter <coughs> user Sam Goldsmith uh, tweeted, uh, "Zona Zoo." This is quote, Sam Goldsmith. Uh, Zona Zoo will continue to be garbage as long as Zona Zoo crew is in charge. They care more about reserving good seats for themselves than they will ever care about supporting an Arizona athletic program. Oh, clap back. I Would you agree with that, Aaron? I would agree. I, I would agree. I, I would also and agree. And for anyone who would claim that Arizona Legions gets there and hogs four rows at football games, mm-hmm. we may do that. But you better believe our asses are there the whole damn game. <laughs> They are. The whole damn game. And remember, FCC clean, uh, is, is, Eric. Was, was it the damn or the ass? <laughs> uh, probably both. I, I think we can say damn. but Our butts are there the whole dang our, game. The, 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 our butts are there the whole dang game. Um, so, yeah, Zona Zoo crew, big no thank you uh, to them. Arizona Legions will be out there. Um, either way, uh, women's basketball, we'll look for them to hopefully – they're a really good team, Eric. So we'll see if they um, can advance – to uh, the next round or whatnot, but either way, we will uh, go on. Or Eric, Eric, you know what time it is. Brody, tell me what time it is. That's right, dedicated listeners of Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show, the sound of a tribe called Quest means it's time for Brody and Eric's Fantastic. Food Review, a weekly segment where me and Brody try local foods around the Park Student Union area and other U of A dining establishments and give them a holistic grade. So, this week, a little bit of a special one. Shout out to the pledge, the spring pledge class of 2019 of Delta Sigma Pi for organizing a fantastic philanthropy. Um, Great stuff. If you're in the area of University Boulevard, go check out Campus Candy, mention DSP, Mm -hmm. and help uh, these aspiring pledges, yep. make some money. But with that being said, we went there, we did our por- uh, our part as brothers, and we got a cafe, mocha, crispy cakes, marshmallow, rice treat. I'm I, I'm going to be honest with you, Eric. I don't like, or I kind of like rice crispy treats and stuff like that, but uh, th- this wasn't the most appetizing yeah. thing in, in the place, but it was the most like original... Um, Fun, you know, yeah. fun, fun thing that we can review. You know, we're not just going to get, like, some chocolate ice cream and uh, bring that in because we know what that'll be like. But, you know, yeah, yeah, a little it, – it's a block. That <laughs> reminds me of um, a dirt block in Minecraft. Yo, dead butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are. But, like, also, it's, like, 
it has like a greasy sheen to it. Yeah, a it, little it, bit. Right? It could deceptively be like a a weirdly made brownie, like yeah. one of those like uh, sugar free, gluten free brownies. Like I believe that's something Yo, like that. This smells like and like smell. Let's it. get like, the aroma. You need the aroma. It. It feels grab like it, grab it by the paper. Sorry, sorry. Know. It kind of feels like a brownie though. It does. It it smells like those like coffee or caramel like hard candies that old ladies have in their yeah. purse. Yeah. Yeah, it it Dude, smells like yeah. a good uh, post church gathering, it, like it with the weird pastries and whatnot that are out there. That's exactly um, what it smells like. Any any commentary of what? <laughs> just agree with everything you guys are saying. It definitely right. smells. I can smell some caramel. Oh, yeah. the the caramel notes. There we go. Caramel, Car- caramel, caramel, potato, potato. Yeah, but uh, I'll let you oh. grab off a little hunk. I'm gonna be honest. I oh oh it's it's oh. it's it's fighting you. <laughs> oh baby. Oh. God, I, this is literally like kind of up my alley, just like chocolate and whatever. But this does not even seem appetizing, man. The, if, if, if good thing this is not SEC clean, because this resembles some some excrement. <laughs> All right, uh, well, without further ado, yeah, this is the review of the crispy crispy cakes, handmade cr- crisp rice marshmallow treat, uh, cafe mocha flavor. If mm-hmm. that made any sense. I gotta go in for another bite. It's it's, it's perplexing. Mm. Yeah, I, Cole. I don't know if you um, are a fan of like barstool sports, but you know, like the pizza reviews. Yep. Do it kind of like that. It's kind of like a review. We've had this big debate about whether it should be in terms of food overall or food that you can find on campus. Um, but we'll just do whatever you think yep. it is on a scale of one to ten. It's kind of addictive. This is my you third like bite. It? This is my third bite. You haven't eaten sweet anything sweet for a oh, while, have you? This is true. This is true. Yeah. 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 That's not good to me. What do you think, Cole? I'm not a big coffee person, so I'd probably give it like a four. Oh wow. Okay, solid. Um, on the four, that's pretty low. Um, but understandable. I'm I'm probably gonna be in that range to be the honest. The marshmallow to rice crispy ratio is off. Mm-hmm. It's more marshmallow than I feel like it. Mm-hmm. But that's why I like it. Okay. Because I really like marshmallows. The thing that we were worried about how sweet it was gonna be. I think the coffee. Sort of like balances that out and makes it more enjoyable for yeah. me. I could give it that. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. It was better than I expected, but I had very low expectations. Like I had, I had uh, low, low expectations. I'll, I'll give my score. Um, Cole being in the four range, I want to go lower than that just to be harsh on it. But truthfully, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna have some integrity in these reviews, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four point two. Well, again, I'm a believer that we should grade on the scale that the best thing should only be the best thing you can get at the PSU or the other general U of A food establishments. With that being said, and that being my benchmark, for U of A desserts, 6.5. Okay, there you have it. Eric's a somewhat fan of um, the fifth Cafe bite, Mocha. Fifth, fifth and last bite. Yeah, again, that was the uh, the crispery, crispy cakes, handmade, crisp Rice marshmallow treat, uh, cafe mocha flavor. A lot of crispiness there. Uh, that's Brody and Eric's fantastic food review. Uh, thank you as always. And for a second here, we will uh, pause a few seconds for a public service announcement. Gusto Osteria is proud to join the community blood drive and reminds us that the need for a safe and secure blood supply is now with us. Giving blood is safe and painless, so don't put it off. Donate blood today. You'll be glad you did. This important message is brought to you by Gusto Osteria at 7153 East Tankaverde Road here in Tucson. 
online at GustoTucson.com. Gusto Austria is on the air because they care about the welfare of our community. Welcome back to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show live here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. If anyone wants to call in, uh, please, dear God, call in. Yeah. And, uh, uh, either answer our question of the day, what is your all-time favorite Gronk moment, or literally just debate or call in about anything that you want. Our number here is 520-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806. But we will dive right in to a new topic here, not new topic, but um, ongoing uh thing happening march madness is we are in the midst of it it, it is mad it, it's, it is march <laughs> it, it sure is um my bracket i only made one bracket this year as i mentioned in um the previous episodes but i and that was a bad idea i'm at 10.1 percent right now you um, are, are doo-doo, my friend. i i'm very doo-doo um i feel like i should not have a sports show i should give up uh my title as sports director i think i have like Four out of the sweet six of the sixteen sweet sixteen teams or something like that, maybe even less. Um, but yeah, it's going awful. I had Minnesota in my final four. I had Villanova winning it all for me. Um, it's just a really tough scene, Eric. Why don't you uh, give me an update on your bracket? Well, not looking a whole lot better than you, Brody. Kind of, kind of down in the dumps, if you will. Sort of, sort of just like troubling along. Uh, Call my bracket Yosef Nurkic's uh, left leg, because that's <laughs> it, what it feels like right now. it's broken. Yeah. Um, I have 43.2%. I have 430 points right now with a max of 1670. And one, I'm, like, tied with, like, three people for ter- 13th. And in the camp radio bracket, I am six, so right in the middle of the pack. Um, you know what is surprising? Hmm. I have completely called the Midwest region 100% right. Wow. So my like congratulations, literally, literally all of it. So that's the only thing I think that's saving me. Okay. Um, but yeah, not doing so hot. What about you, my guy? <laughs> I'm not trying to talk myself up on the show, but I'm at 98.5 percent. Whoa! What the heck? Are you are you? I only running? have or? one wrong. What? On the Sweet 16. What? Oh, okay, but that's so, so we have 15 out of the 16. I, think I have three wrong total. What the heck, Cole? Are yeah. you still in the running for like to win money or something? Yeah, what are you like overall in ESPN? Can you check no, that? I'm not. I I probably can't. But the only <coughs> team I have wrong is I had um, Iowa State going. Okay. A little bit further. Oh yeah, I had Iowa State to going get pretty far too. out of the Sweet 16 though is. That's very impressive, impressive, Cole. Good stuff. Who's the one that you didn't have in that is in? Oh, you said Iowa State. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I had Iowa State in, and Houston's in instead. Okay. Okay. Well. That's impressive. Um, yeah. That's Either crazy. way, Cole, you you should be teaching us how to uh, um, talk about sports. Cole but has I, the, the longest schlong. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's FCC clean. It is FCC clean, but it's you, still you, you were it, you were still, shouting at a church camp one year. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in last place in the camp radio um, bracket competition, sitting right there at tenth place. Um, I'm likely I'll check Arizona Allegiance right now. I'm 21st, and that is. Um, rock bottom. So, 
um, last place in all my I, – I just took big risks. Yeah, you know? you But know. It, this wasn't really that risky of a year. There's not, like, any well, true Cinderella's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree on the Cinderella. And I, I was banking on, like, two Cinderella's yeah. minimum. <laughs> so but I think you just banked on the wrong Cinderella's. No, exactly. Because, well, and there were, like, none. You were sliding the money on the stepsisters, it seemed. I, I guess so. Because that whole Wait. family was kind of dumpy, if you read the story. With the st- the stepsisters? Of, yeah, Cinderella's Oh, okay. I get it now. I was I I wasn't I was I thought you were talking about like basketball players that had yeah, stepsisters. Yeah, I was, I was continuing the analogy. Okay. Well, I think they all have stepsisters. Okay. Wait, who all has? I don't ever, know every basketball you... player ever. <laughs> that's saying. a that's a weird take, Eric. Hey, the best basketball players come from broken homes. Hot take. That I I guess that's true. Jimmy Butler, or you know, that's not even a broken home. That was no home. Yeah. So. And he's and he's still out here. Yeah, so looking at the uh, looking at the bracket now, uh, guys, what uh, what what do you think? Who's gonna who's gonna take it? Texas Tech against Michigan. They're coming up. Who's who's gonna win that game? That's kind of weird. I had Texas Tech uh, losing in the first round. I'm pretty uh, sure that's like to like Northeastern Kentucky or so, or North Northern Kentucky or something like that. What do you think about uh, Texas Tech against Michigan? I feel like you picked the least relevant matchup out of the whole Sweet 16. That's the thing, but it's like... <laughs> I don't give a hoot. I will tell you, I still got my boys, the Duke the Duke Blue Devils, riding it and winning the, the natty, getting the chip. Yeah, um, that's probably a, a good take because Virginia Tech, um, I don't think I had them winning the first round either, <laughs> and they're playing uh, Duke. Yeah, Duke, but I don't know, they... If Duke just barely slid past UCF, like, are they gonna? But I think like Taco, is that is that gonna be the wake up call? That's just because of Taco Fall. Okay. Like literally, I think when it, you just like seven six, even though Zion is a freak, like seven six is still seven six. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, you can you can figure out Zion by putting a small guard on him and then having your big play help. Yeah. That's not gonna work if you don't have seven foot six Taco Fall. Okay. Right. Like Zion is still quick enough to get around guards. And then, like, on a 7'6 guy, you can't post her. Yeah. But a 6'10", 6'11", and especially in college where 6'9 can even pass as a mm-hmm. center sometimes, Zion is dropping the schlong. Okay. Whatever you say. Um, Oregon, the 12th seed, I guess they could but be. But they, they shouldn't have been a 12th seed. Yeah. The, they the, are the, realistically like a 6. Yeah. They just had to give, like, some of the lower teams yeah. up. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that, too. So, But they made the Sweet 16. They're playing number one Virginia. And I'd say Virginia is not a solid team after no, they had uh, trouble again, um, you know, in the 1 versus 16. Uh, seed Cole, do you have any, uh, any, any takes on Virginia for us? I think that's the best one seed matchup for Oregon because Oregon plays fantastic defense too, and that's what Virginia hangs their head on. So I think that, you know, to win these big games, you need a good point guard, and Peyton Pritchard is that. He was probably the best point guard in the Pac 12 this year, arguably, I would outside agree. of I would agree. ASUs. Nah, screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, well. Remy Martin? Yeah, outside of Remy Martin, Peyton Pritchard probably was, and he showed up in the Pac 12 tournament that he arguably was so i think that oregon's gonna have a very good chance to move on all right and who's your champion who's your favorite for when is it duke like eric i have gonzaga winning it all because i just think they match up really well with that gonzaga or gonzaga i've always wanted to know i just don't know they play mikhail next year oh really total side note no total yeah i I feel like they play mikhail every year no gonzaga yeah like i feel like i've seen mark few in person like four times it's been a while. It's definitely been a while. I but yeah, it's that that's gonna be a really hype game. I I didn't even realize that they were playing it 
Mikhail. December 14th? Yeah, December 14th. Sean Miller needs to talk with Mark Few all he can to try to be a good coach. Jeez. Yeah, Cole, we we often have um, this uh, (coughs) debate. Eric thinks Sean Miller is a terrible coach. I want to hear I think he's a great recruiter, awful coach. Okay, Cole, I want to hear your take. I kind of agree. Like, I think Sean Miller is a fantastic recruiter, and I think he would have been fired if he doesn't have the number one recruiting class next year. Oh. I think they would have just said That's a hot goodbye take. with your baggage kind of thing because he gets outcoached a lot in the Pac-12 games even. He does. Like, Dana Altman, I would arguably say, is a, is the best head, like, Pac-12 coach. And he even got outcoached by UCLA's head coach. His name's escaping me right now. Oh, uh, the one who got fired? Yeah, he was. He got out coached by him several Alford. times, too. Alford. 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 Alford beat us in McHale when we had Markin and everyone. We were on a roll. Oh, that I do too. remember that. Yeah, they had the. Did they still have the twins? Or they had his son? They, they had Lonzo. They had Lonzo. Oh, there was yeah, Lonzo okay. and Bryce Alford. Yeah. That, yeah. Screw Bryce that Alford. Absolutely toasted us like we were a piece of sourdough. Um, but I would say. Um, I would just somewhat disagree. I, I don't. I don't think Sean. Obviously, Sean Miller has a lot to work on, and um, a little bit overrated because you know he hasn't gotten us to a Final Four. Uh, but I wouldn't give him the title as bad coach. Um, but anyways, we'll move on. We only have a few minutes left here on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show. Oh man, where is the time gone? Where has the time gone? Uh, we'll move on to some NBA talk. Jimmer Fredette signed with the Suns after um, a pretty long hiatus yeah. in the Chinese league. He was dropping like 60 points a night um, over in China, and people were wondering, when is he going to come back? People loved him. They literally called him like a god. That was yeah. his nickname, like the Lonely God or, uh-huh. or something like that, but in Chinese. Um, but got another um, opportunity, signed with the Phoenix Suns, uh, made his debut against the Utah Jazz, as Cole told me before the show, to a standing ovation. Um, is Jimmer Fredette going to make uh, you know any impact in the NBA in the second go-around? This man is a, a very poor, like on welfare, food stamps version of J.J. Redick. Okay. So no defense, no athleticism. He was a bad athlete at 21 when he was coming in the league. Yeah. This man is almost 30. And I'll tell you what, you're not getting your strength and conditioning coaches in China are not raising the vertical up that much. Okay, I, I I see your point there, but I don't. Yeah, I just don't think Jimmer Fredette's brought in for the athleticism. Exactly, like, but he's a defensive liability. He was Steph Curry before Steph Curry, and oh I my and, gosh. and all, all like literally. You're a fool. But you you remember the the hype around Jimmer? He was he he was like uh, the Zion this year. How if like people were heavy on Instagram and and stuff, ESPN would do like every post on Jimmer instead of every post on Zion yeah. because he was literally he, I remember he still has the record I think for most points in McHale Center oh, history yeah. when he totally I, I remember sitting up in the nosebleeds yeah, with game. depression uh, when Jimmer like absolutely toasted Arizona wait you were at that game? I was at that oh, game I was at that game also oh wow hey wow. that's hot Uh, But uh, anyways, I think Jimmer Fredette has a chance to be successful. I don't think he'll um, blow anyone out of the water. Um, I probably should have looked up his stat line. I kind of just saw he returned to the NBA. Um, Do do you know what? Well, we can uh, find that. But I think it's crazy, too. They didn't just give him a Mm 10-day or a month or the rest of the season. They gave him a two-year contract. I think it was an option after well, next year. Yeah, but still, like that's still a yeah. whole year to yep. Jimmer for debt. Like, nope. come on. No, I I agree, but I, I, with how terrible the Suns are, I don't I don't mind the move. 
um, you know, as a somewhat Suns fan, just being in, like in <coughs> home state, being Arizona, yeah, like and stuff. The... Um, yeah, all right, th- thank you, Cole, for bringing up the stat line. We've got uh, Jimmer Fredette with 14 minutes, went one for ten. Uh, from the field. Shoot dang. Get this man back. Like, re- retract the visa. Let him go. <laughs> retract the visa. Had one rebound, one assist, went 0 for 5 from beyond the arc. Um, six total points. So, not... Build build it. Get him out of here. We didn't want Jimmy yeah. Fidette here. Get him out. He's the worst. And that, this was also the game that... Um, uh, Devin Booker dropped like yeah he dropped fifty nine. Oh and points. they still yeah, lost. Yeah they lost. The Jazz won one hundred and twenty five to ninety two. Like the Suns are straight butt cheeks. Yeah Suns falling to seventeen and fifty eight um, on the season. But I don't know now they they had the number one pick DeAndre Ayton. He's somebody they can seriously build around. They still have uh, Devin Booker. One more like number one or number two overall pick next year. Maybe scrape out a low you know lower end playoff seed. Yeah I um, I had a very in depth conversation that. Allegiance grading with Trevor about this and I was watching some mid-grade reviews and people are like starting to say not a bust but like not number one pick just because Luka Doncic just popped off so quick and the Mavericks are doing better just because Trey Young popped off and the Hawks are doing better just because even Marvin Bagley and the Kings even though De'Aaron Fox was already there Mm-hmm. But has, like, kind of speeded up their re- return to, like, relevancy. Mm-hmm. So just because literally the the prominent four guys right after him mm-hmm. have had so much immediate success. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton has not made a difference. Mm-hmm. And also, I didn't realize this. DeAndre Ayton's defense for a 7-1 athletic big man mm-hmm. is awful. Like, this man has no, like, he is inept. Really? At defense. And it makes me like, dude, come on. So it's like, I don't think he's a bust. But, like... Unfortunately, he might just be relinquished to maybe like, you know, he gets lucky and gets like one or two all-stars, which isn't a bad career. Yeah. But as the number one pick and then the people who get drafted behind you, I think it makes hard. It makes it hard. The counter-argument I would say to that is honestly that the Suns have that go-to guy. A lot of the teams that you mm-hmm. mentioned, like Trey Young, he can shoot the ball 40 times a game and nobody cares. That's true. Donkey can do the same thing, and he gets the ball in his hands. Like, that's the reason the Suns shouldn't have picked him is because that's basically Booker, and that's two of the same players. Yeah. And then with the Kings, like, Fox is a great player, but he does, he isn't necessarily a great scorer yet. He's a great facilitator. He's a great athlete, but Bagley, like, likes to shoot. Mm. So I would say all that. There's been so many games this year that Igor hasn't even – Aiden's got one touch in the fourth quarter, like, in 10-plus games this year, and that goes to coaching a little bit too. I think he's doing a great job for what he's doing. Averaging 17 and 10 is fantastic for a first-year player. And I agree, and I agree, but I've just seen some of the things. And, like, granted, they're, like, highlights or lowlights, so to speak. Yeah. And so they're going to pick out the worst things. Mm-hmm. But, like, his lows are very low. Like, he's playing defense like it's a rec game and they're already down. Like, it's 14 to 5. Mm-hmm. Like, his defense is so bad. And, like, he has – I think what's frustrating – to me, he's just a fan of basketball. It's like he has the tools. Seven one, crazy athletic. Like you could be getting two, two and a half blocks a game. Mm-hmm. He's averaging like almost one. And I agree with you. He's averaging a double double as a rookie. Great. And I don't think he'll be a bust. But just in the in the in the lofty standards that number ones get graded on, I think he will be. Because mm-hmm. with all due respect, maybe two lucky all star appearances. Does not 
a bona fide number one pick make. Okay. I, I, I'm just going to have to I, – I personally disagree with all, all that, and I – um, I respect Trevor's opinion. I respect your opinion, but um, you know, you you can't uh, you know judge a guy off his uh, first year. And I I just think um, I mean you can judge a little bit, obviously, but I mean you know look at D'Angelo Russell and yeah. you know how awfully he was treated at um, L.A. He found his own situation. So I'd say um, you know it's still totally possible that he can fall into exactly what you're saying, but I would not rule out um, you know him potentially being the next great center in the NBA. All right. Yeah, um, and I hope I'm wrong. Like, as a U of A fan, I, I want DeAndre to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I could not <coughs> agree more. Well, we only have a minute left, uh, so you know what that means. Our uh, good old trusty segment, On This Day in Sports History. The OG. To, uh, the, the OG. OG to, uh, we need to do an On This Day of when we did our first On This Day. Oh, yeah. We honestly should. Oh, we'll, we'll have to figure. I don't know if we'd be able to figure that yeah. out. We didn't record every episode. Um, but anyways, I actually never um, found a couple things. Um, DePaul, uh, do you remember the girl Mikan drill? Uh, yeah, and, George uh, Mikan. George Mikan, great uh, Celtic white center. No, also Laker. I thought he was a Laker. Oh, maybe okay. he was both. Who knows? He was on one end of that round. Yeah, I, I know he was for sure a Laker. Okay. My, I just know then that. Then probably Laker okay. that I can't imagine. Um, George Mikan. I think it was when they were the like Minneapolis Lakers oh, too. Oh, okay, so maybe that's um, uh, in back in 1945, uh, DePaul, uh, George Mikan's school, uh, won the NIT basketball championship as George Mikan scored 34 points. So, um, shout out to uh, literally just catching a ball, making a layup, yeah. going to the other side, catching the ball, making a layup. Yeah, that scored you 34 points. I, back in the day, 1945. He has the the 2K badge, like Hall of Fame putback king. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly, and absolutely nothing else. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I bet he couldn't dunk. I bet that was all. He just the closest he could get was just like. Yeah. A um, very aggressive layup. Yeah. <laughs> I I I could see that. Also, Mike Tyson was uh, sentenced to prison in 1992. Um, on really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Like punch a girl or no, something? No. Uh, maybe I just shouldn't have mentioned it. But either way, Mike Tyson was did sent he, to. Did he Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, he, he he pulled a Ben Roethlisberger. Ah, dang yeah. it, Mike. Yeah, too uh, too bad Mike Tyson did that. But did he actually um, served time. Um, I mean, I I kind of thought I remember 1992 to 2002. I mean, I wasn't really There's aware. There's no of way anything. he was in jail for 10 years. Yeah, I thought he did stuff like in the late 90s, like boxing wise. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe not. I don't. I don't. Might, I'm not a big boxing fan. Close us out, Eric. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Wildcat fans, again for tuning into another fantastic episode of Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show. We hope you liked what you heard. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about with March Madness. See who's in. See who's out. Um, as well as more baseball news as opening day is right around the corner. But anyways, as the semester winds down, stay focused, stay on the grind, and stay hungry. We're almost at uh, summer vacation, and we'll catch you, me, Brody, Cole, and our other intern, Jack, next week on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show.